0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Web Drive, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of Fans First Sports Network. Folks, it's still glorious. It's still a Victory Monday. I'm excited. You all should be excited too. You might hear me I'm a little under the weather. Been dealing with this way before the game on Saturday. Feeling great, feeling much better. And and Merry Christmas. For those of you out there that are listening on the 25th of December, you are the die-hard Rider Die Crew fans. You are the ones that even on Christmas day, family, friends, fellowship, whatever, you're finding a chance to listen and I do appreciate each and every one of you. But I also realize a lot of you will catch this podcast on Tuesday or Wednesday, and I want to remind you that you can go back and check out the very short, it's about 16 minutes long, winners and losers that I did on Sunday morning from the game. So in case you missed the 10 winners and two losers, you can go back and listen to that podcast. It has not gone out of style. It was fun to do. I do appreciate it. So we obviously have a Victory Monday today. Be on the lookout for that mailbag, well, the mailbag tweet's coming up on Tuesday, I should say that, but also the Victory Monday tweet from the Steel Curtain Network Twitter feed. Make sure you're on the lookout. We'll be giving out one free T-shirt. I'll announce who gets that T-shirt right here on the let's ride podcast on Wednesday. So make sure you check that out. And if you don't know where the steel curtain network feed is, I'll retweet it from mine. That way you can find it that way. We have a lot of news to discuss. We have a lot of news to discuss as it pertains to the AFC playoff picture. Now when I'm recording this and be honest, the late games are still going on, uh, Look, I got five little kids. You know, I don't have time to sit around and wait Christmas Eve for any parent out there. It is the, is the busiest day of the year. It's, it's a, one of those nights where it's just it's chaotic. So I'm doing this a little bit earlier. Did wait until the 1 o'clock games were done. The Steelers did get some help. They did get some help from some unlikely sources. But before we get to the Sunday action, let's go back to Saturday. The Buffalo Bills barely beat the Las Vegas Chargers. That was the game only on Peacock, which I freaking hate. I hate how Thursday night is only on Amazon. I hate how now they're doing Peacock-only games. And I put this out on Twitter, and a lot of people said, oh, you maybe you should just get the subscription. Honestly, I, I don't buy that, like not literally and figuratively. And it just, I just wish the game was accessible to everyone. I feel like that's what NFL wants. I know they're trying to make money. I know NBC's trying to make money. But still, that really sucked that I couldn't even watch that game. But Buffalo wins. Therefore, they keep their playoff hopes very, very strong. But then on Sunday's games... Some really unlikely losses really helped the Steelers. The Atlanta Falcons beat the Indianapolis Colts. Did not see that one coming. I don't think a lot of people did. The Cleveland Browns, what a weird game that was. Joe Flacco goes down there. He and Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper goes over 200 yards. On a night where you're thinking George Pickens has the AFC offensive player of the week locked up, Amari Cooper says, hey, young guy, hold my beer. Watch this. And he goes out and does that. The 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 Browns didn't even have a kicker or a punter at one point, but they were going for it. At one point in the game, it looked as if they were running away with it. They took some starters out. The Texans scored two quick touchdowns and then reinsert those players back into the game. The Browns are going to gear up for a Thursday night game this week. I believe it's against the New York Jets. But the fact that Colts and the Texans lost does really help the Steelers playoff hopes. The Steelers are going to have to win out, most likely, and they're still going to need some help. But the fact that th- this makes the game on Sunday in Seattle even more significant, and that's really, really important to know. So, <clears throat> another bit of news that was going around NBC Sports, Pro Football Talk, and then I saw from Dove Kleiman, who some people hate that guy. I, I hey, he's been accurate. I follow him during the draft; he's always ahead of everyone else. So, say what you want, he's been right more than he's been wrong. Dove Kleiman puts out that they were reports that Mike Tomlin is slated to return to the Steelers next season, that they're already talking about roster building, that they're going to be structuring a new contract this offseason. He's not going to be a lame duck coach in the last year of his contract. They're going to probably give him a two-year extension, lock him up for the next two years after 2024, and all will be commonplace within the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. That's the report. Now, I will say this. From our sources inside the facility, I've talked about this before, but I'll reiterate it our sources state that if the Steelers move on from Tomlin, it's not because Tomlin wants to go unless that Indianapolis Colts loss, which was the the third of that three game stretch, unless that Colts loss was the tipping point where he says, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. Then he wants to be back. And so unless the Steelers pull out the proverbial rug from out from underneath his feet, he's probably going to be back. So for all, all you out there that are hoping that Mike Tomlin is going to be gone, that he's not going to be back next year looks like it might. looks like he might. The last thing is, is it it on Twitter on, this was on Sunday. I should have known. I should have known. I even put on my Twitter feed. I said, you know, shame on me. Shame on me. Why shame on me? Because I actually thought that for one day, just 24 hours, for one freaking day, this fan base could kind of unite and say, man, that was a nice win. That was a good win. That was a good win. Mason Root played well. They blew the doors off the Bengals. It wasn't even close. We all got to sit back and relax and watch the game and not have a heart attack during a win. Excuse me. But, I mean, yeah, I thought that was going to be, but shame on me. All you do when you open up the Twitter app, if you look on Facebook, Instagram, doesn't matter, the platform, everyone is bickering about who should start. Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, Mason should be the guy. No, give Kenny back in there. It's exhausting. It's exhausting, and it just goes to show that I still do believe in my heart of hearts that if the Steelers were lucky enough and talented enough to win a Super Bowl, not this year, but any year, there would still be fans that would whine and complain. I honest to God believe that. That if there were fans out there, they would complain about the lack of a, they didn't rush for an average that they want. Oh, they rushed for 3.8 yards per carry, not four. That's ridiculous. These guys stink. Fire Tomlin. Like There would be those people out there. I don't know. I was really bummed. I was really bummed. I woke up on Sunday. Was feeling good, feeling better, and I, was, and I was excited to write about the team. It's been a while since I've been excited to create content about the team. It had been almost a calendar month since the Steelers actually won a game, and it was great. It was great. And then, boy, what a wet blanket that was. What a wet blanket that was. But nonetheless, we have a lot to talk about with Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett, because in my opinion, Mason Rudolph has put the Steelers in quite the conundrum. Quite the conundrum. We're going to break this all down right after this break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, Steelers fans, welcome back. I said this last week and over the weekend, in case you missed it, it's going to be a shorter show today. Uh, I just, hey, it's a holiday, right? It's a holiday, so I'm still delivering the goods, but this show might be a little bit shorter. Bear with me here as we go through it. But we're talking about Mason Rudolph. We're talking about the performance he had, throwing the two touchdowns, looking great in the first half, big plays galore, converting on third downs. Steelers didn't have a three and out until the second half. All that stuff. Went over it in detail in the Winners and Losers podcast. And he has put the Steelers in quite the conundrum. Now, you might be listening and saying, well, what conundrum did he put them in? Like That doesn't make much sense. Some might say, and I'm not one of these people, I, d- I did hear this on a couple podcasts, not on our network, but said that, hey, it's kind of like Rudolph putting the middle finger up to the Steelers And after, really, a lot of people thought that he never really got a fair shake since 2019. He was drafted in 2018, he didn't play at all that year. 2019, he plays, and Pre pre concussion. Mason Rudolph was definitely different than post concussion. Mason Rudolph, you know, Mike Tomlin didn't do him many favors with inserting Devlin, duck Hodges, and then pulling him in and in and out as honestly, it was this, this carousel of quarterback play. That's not really going to be a successful goal for anyone, or it's not going to equate to success for anyone. So then you have 2020 Ben Roethlisberger comes back. The rest is kind of history. Mason Rudolph never really gets another shot. Sure, he starts a couple games here or there, spot starts. There was a start against the Detroit Lions where he found out, I felt like it was like on Thursday, maybe even Friday. They was starting that Sunday against the Lions in Pittsburgh. It was Hines Field at the time. That equated in a tie, and a lot of people thought that he was awful and all that stuff, but you know what? Mason Rudolph put together a really, really great performance on Saturday. But the performance that he had on Saturday... Has now given this put the Steelers in this position. Let's go down this. Let's go down this rabbit hole for a second. Let's say that Rudolph pulled a Mitch and he goes out and he sucks it up. Like he's awful. It's it, nothing is working. He's bad. It's bad all the way around. If he does that, then it's an easy decision for the Steelers. The Steelers are going to go to Kenny Pickett. Said it a million times. The Cincinnati game was never the date for Pickett to return. It was always Seattle. The Steelers, front office, They always targeted the Seattle Week 17 game for the most realistic option for him to return. Doesn't mean he's guaranteed to come back at that time. That's just where they've always targeted. But it's an easy decision if he goes out there and sucks. Not only would the Steelers' postseason hopes be all but dead, but they're going to go back to the guy that they have drafted in the first round and they have a lot of faith in, hoping, I guess I should say they're very hopeful with, not a lot of faith, I wouldn't say that just yet. But what does he do? He doesn't go out there and pull a Mitch. He goes out there and wins a game. He has a really solid performance, and now he has that under his belt. And so now the Steelers faithful are probably wondering well, you got to ride the hot hand, right? You have to ride the hot hand. You got to keep Mason in the lineup. Mike Tomlin was asked about this after the game. He was asked about this after the game, and they said, Is it too early? And he said, Yes, it's too early. It is too early. But here's the here's what you have to understand. If the Steelers go out and they say right away, we're starting. Mason Rudolph, whether Kenny's healthy or not, we're starting Mason Rudolph. Think about what that says about Kenny Pickett. And a lot of people might say, well, what does it even matter? It matters. It matters when you took this guy in the first round. That matters. So the same thing could be said of what if the Steelers do the opposite? The Steelers start Kenny Pickett. They say he's healthy. He's our guy. He's gotten the majority of the reps starting back in training camp in the preseason. We're going to go back to Kenny Pickett because that's who we have tabbed as the starting quarterback when he's healthy he's going to play so let's say they say that the Steelers go out Kenny Pickett starts and he struggles he struggles with the playoff hopes still alive I ran down at the beginning of the show how the Steelers playoff hopes they could have been dashed multiple times and yet they can still they continue to have their hopes that they haven't died yet they're not dead yet a couple of years ago I think they've People called them the zombies. It's like they just won't die. They won't go away. That's kind of the way I view their their playoff hopes right now is that they're still, they're still there. They're still strong. Are they likely to make the postseason? No. But do they still have a chance? Yes. And as long as you have a chance, you need to make sure you do your job and you go out there and you win the game. So they're going to go out to Seattle. And if Kenny Pickett starts and struggles with the playoff hopes on the line, then what? Then what? Mike Tomlin is opening up Pandora's box to be absolutely ridiculed by the media, ridiculed by the fan base, and maybe, just maybe, having the organization thinking twice about that report about him coming back. I think Mike Tomlin saved his job on Saturday, but I could be in the minority there. So there is a loophole here. There, There is a loophole here that the Steelers could definitely utilize where they could find a way to get Kenny Pickett not in the starting lineup, but without it being a glaring slap in the face of their first round pick. they could keep Mason Rudolph as the starter without Kenny Pickett being, you know, made to look a fool, so to speak. So this all hinges on the fact that Kenny Pickett was limited all week, and then he was ruled out. He wasn't the emergency quarterback or anything like that. He was ruled out. It wasn't a situation where Kenny Pickett was dressed and he was available only in a dire situation. They ruled him out. So that tells you that the Steelers don't fully believe that he's 100% yet. Mike Tomlin has spoken a million times about how he needs to see Kenny Pickett being able to protect himself in the pocket, being able to manipulate the pocket, all that stuff. He's got to be able to show him that he can do that. So the fact that he didn't play or dress on Saturday against the Bengals could actually work in the Steelers' favor. Mike Tomlin on Tuesday when he meets with the media is probably going to come out and say, look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Kenny Pickett, after last week, he's not quite ready. But we're going to let the participation be our guide. We've heard him say it a million times. We'll leave the light on for him. We're going to let his participation be our guide. And then as the as the week progresses, the Steelers could just say, we don't think Kenny's quite ready yet. We're not sure if he's ready. So what we're going to do is we are going to start Mason Rudolph. We're going to have Kenny Pickett dressed as the QB3, or maybe they rule him out again. I don't know. But they do have that loophole if they want to utilize it. And I won't be shocked. I I guarantee it. I guarantee you that I shouldn't say I guarantee because Mike Tomlin's done this before. I I really don't think that the Steelers are going to go into this game making it uh, this glaring declaration until the last day where they release the game status on Friday that Kenny Pickett is or isn't going to play. On Tuesday at the press conference, I don't think he's going to give Seattle any inkling as to who's going to be the quarterback. Uh, especially coming off of Mason Rudolph's game on Saturday. He doesn't want to tip his hand. He wants to keep his cards close to the vest. So I fully expect Mike Tomlin to say, hey, here's the deal. We are going to just see how this week goes. And then at the end of the week, based on practice participation and all that stuff, then we'll make our decision. Now, a lot of people have gone on Twitter already and asked me, Jeff, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think the Steelers are going to do? Well, I do think that loophole gives them some flexibility. I do think that it allows the Steelers to take a step back and for the coaching staff to really analyze the game and make the best decision if, big if, Kenny Pickett is truly healthy to play. If he's not healthy to play, then the, the situation is obvious. He doesn't play. When you think about it, and I, I didn't know this, when you think about what that tightrope surgery is, essentially any type of sprain right, is a is, a, is some type of fracture, typically in the bone. And so what they do is it's a high ankle sprain that would take a long time to heal on its own. And what they do is they go in surgically and they basically like tie it, tie it together. It looks really gruesome when you see the little digital reenactment of the surgery. And I think back, I'm like, man, and I know that Kenny Pickett did that in 26 days in college on his other ankle. That that's gutsy. But for me, I look at it and say, like, I, I don't know, like that's that's crazy. The Steelers value him. They value him as being a first-round pick. They value him as being, quote-unquote, their guy. There's plenty of detractors out there. You don't need to look hard to find him. I would be shocked if he says Tuesday who he's going to start. With all of that said, if I'm giving a prediction, my prediction is that they go back to Kenny Pickett. I think they go back to Kenny Pickett if he's healthy because I think that they feel that he gives them the best chance to win against a defense like Seattle. And I, I don't think Seattle's defense, I don't know them very, very well. NFC West, you don't play them very often. But covering the league, you know, they, they could. The, the Seattle Seahawks did pull out a win against the Tennessee Titans. But you look at this game and you're like, you want to put your best roster together. And if the Steelers feel like Kenny Pickett gives them their best chance to win, then that's what they're going to do. And the fan base is going to be absolutely livid. I mean, up in arms. I can already picture it now that this fan base is going to just flip out if and when Mike Tomlin says where they release the game status or Jerry Dulac or Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, Tom Pellicero of the NFL Network come out and say the Steelers have made their decision. They're starting Kenny Pickett Sunday at 4 o'clock in Seattle against the Seahawks with their playoff hopes and dreams on the line. I, I'm fully expecting that to happen, and I'm fully expecting a complete meltdown of the Steelers fan base. I just For for the Steelers' sake, you just have to hope that if they make this decision, that it works. that, That it works. That's all you can say. There's been a lot of defenders of Kenny Pickett out there saying this on Sunday, that in the one full game that he had without Matt Canada, he did play a lot better. They put up over 400 yards, only scored 16 points, and then they're comparing it to Mason Rudolph's game against that same defense, and they're saying that Kenny Pickett is capable of doing some of that stuff. I don't know. We'll see. We will see, but this is going to be some serious discussion fodder all week, and it's going to be a long, long week until we finally know. Again, I would be absolutely stunned if Mike Tomlin says on Tuesday at his weekly press conference who they are going to go with. I think he just wants to keep them guessing. That's the way he does business. So, all right, quite the conundrum for the Steelers, all because of Mason Rudolph. That does it for me on this podcast. Again, I want to reiterate, anyone out there that celebrates the holiday, Uh, Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. I hope that even those that struggle during this time, maybe you lost a loved one. Um, I hope that you're able to find some semblance of happiness and joy during this time. Maybe it's watching an old movie. I've had so many people on Twitter say, Jeff, I'm watching Christmas vacation for the first time after all your references. And I'm like, this is awesome because it's, I think it's such a great movie. It's so funny. Um, Yeah, like if if it's watching a silly, funny movie like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and that brings you a little bit of joy, that's fantastic. If listening to my podcast brings you a little bit of joy, then I appreciate that. That's like the ultimate compliment for me. So, for those of you that listened on Christmas Day, thank you. For those that waited, no offense. I don't, I get it. I get it. It's a busy time of year. Thank you all for being a part of the Ride or Die crew. Make sure you're looking out for that Victory Monday tweet so you can get yourselves in the running for that T-shirt giveaway. And you know we finished it up. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. I will see you on Wednesday. this see you.